All right. Welcome back to the Food Fitness Family Podcast. You got my man, Marcus, Thriving Lives Fitness. How you doing today, Marcus? I'm doing wonderful, man. I just drank a coffee. It's a, it's a Friday evening, and I'm pumped up right now. Marcus is getting crazy on the coffee at 7 o'clock at night. 640. Uh, I did have it like, like four. Okay. Well, you're still popping. Uh, my name is Caleb, as always, Blank Slate Fitness. Uh, tonight, we are going to be talking about macros versus strict dieting. Uh, which one we feel is better, the difference between the two, the pros and cons, uh, kind of a deep dive. I feel like this will be a really good topic for a lot of people to relate to because I, I feel like a lot of people, they struggle with what to do. Yeah. How about you? No, that, that, that's very, very true. Um, you know, there's a time and there's a place for everything. Um, there's a time there's a place to be flexible. There's a time there's a place to be, you know, really strict on what it is that you're doing. Um, so, yeah. Yeah. But before, before we get into that, you know, let's go over how was your last seven days, man? Oh yeah. 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 So this last week, um, didn't sign a new clients, got a couple, uh, questionnaires fill out those. So I'm setting up console calls with those friends, um, coming, uh, you know, next week or so. Um, also I, I created an add-on service and actually that's perfect for what we're talking about right now, um, to actually set up somebody's my fitness pal which we'll come and talk about in a little bit so i got a couple current clients kind of needing some extra help with that so um i'm excited to do my first uh, trial of that but aside from that i did a charity event on on wednesday um, i actually took a little mental health day on tuesday off of work and just got caught up on some stuff and um, went on a nice walk with my dog but then like i said i had a charity event on wednesday um, which i kind of mentioned on our last podcast which it went great it was a good connection event. it looked it looked really cool it, it, it was really, really cool. I actually invited one of my, uh, I mean, she's a friend, she's a, a real estate agent, but she's also a client of mine. So I invited her. She showed up in the same outfit as myself, essentially black plaid pants and a black, uh, black shirt as well. So that was funny. So you fit in. Yeah, exactly. But no, uh, it was really, really cool. It was probably 95% women there. Um, I, uh, they did um, a giveaway like raffle prizes and stuff. And so I donated a, a three month uh, coaching program. And on top of that, it was just awesome to be able to, to connect to those different people and hear all their stories. I did. I mean, I know nice. nothing about breast cancer coming into it and that's what this whole charity event was, was for. So hearing those women's stories, um, you know, listening to functional medicine doctors that work specifically with this um, one lady shared a lot of stuff about genetic text testing and how that can be super um, I mean, beneficial and catching this stuff early. Um, and just, nice. you know, yeah. So it was, it was really, really cool. It was very, very, very informative. Yeah, that, that sounds pretty cool. Kind of makes you uh, realize sometimes how small your problems are when, uh, dude, so yeah. much, so much. That, that's what they talked about a lot is that a lot of them, it was, it was crazy. Their perspective on just a lot of them are thanking cancer because it gave them a more, more sense of gratitude mm -hmm. for every day, every moment, all the little things we take for granted, like, you know, just driving to work and seeing the, the, the sunrise or whatever the case is, whatever the little stuff is that you yeah. don't think about. And that, that was cool. Put things into perspective. Yeah, man. You know, I, I, I hope no one has a near-death experience, but, you know, cancer is probably as close as it comes. Um, but speaking from someone who has had a near-death experience, you know, it, it really does make you look at things differently. So, yeah, I, I mean, it wasn't cancer, uh, but I mean, it's, it's crazy what it can do to you mentally. Yeah. Yeah. Do, do you want to share anything about what that experience was? Oh yeah. It was, uh, so in 2014, uh, it was seven days after I competed. Um, it was like midnight. I was coming home from watching a game. Uh, luckily I had, I had had nothing to drink because I was still trying to stay real strict to my reverse diet. Um, and I had gotten flashed down. So I, it was like, yeah, it was around midnight. My, my, uh, road was real dark. 
I actually pulled into my apartment complex and pulled back out and there was a lady stuck in a ditch. So I tried to get her out. Uh, I couldn't get her. So I had called a flatbed to come like basically pull her out. And when the tow truck driver got there, she didn't speak like the greatest English. So I told her I would go talk to the driver. Um, and she was cold. So I'd given her one of my hoodies. And next thing I know, I'm just waking up on the ground with some hysterical Hispanic lady, like kissing my forehead, um, surrounded by lights and sirens. And when I went to go walk towards the tow truck driver, a drunk driver pulled out of my apartment complex and she was so hammered that like this road was pitch black that she didn't see the lights from the flatbed. And she hit my body going like 55 in a Toyota Camry. Um, luckily I, she hit me from behind, so I didn't see it coming. So I couldn't stiffen up or anything. Uh, but she hit me and I, I sank in her windshield and rode her car for like 30 feet. And then she rear ended the flatbed, which projected me over the flatbed, like a rag doll. Uh, and I landed like on my head and shoulder. Uh, I still have like soft tissue damage in my, in my uh, ankle to where it feels like I have a, a sprained ankle all the time. Um, I had to get surgery on my hand and then I just had a concussion for like six months, but yeah, I couldn't work for probably close to six months. Like my car almost got repoed. Like my credit score dropped to like 400 because I couldn't pay anything. So it was just a snowball uh, effect of other life stresses on top of that. Yeah, it's wild, man. Yeah. I, I, I know you've told me that before, but I didn't realize that you, uh, that she rear ended the truck though. Like yeah. it's, it's amazing. You didn't get pinned in between that. I mean, and, that and, cut, and it cut me in half. Yeah. It would have been it. Yeah. Yeah. So really the only thing that any of the doctors said, the only thing that really saved my life was, I got hit from behind, so I didn't see it coming, and I essentially got knocked out on impact. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I was very lucky, but yeah, I, sh I definitely should have died. So that's so well, and, and it's even crazier that you don't have like you know scarring and stuff that would, yeah. that would possibly you know knock you off points bodybuilding. Like that's yeah, that's wild. You got to you got to kind of yeah. see your whole career through on that. That's awesome. yeah, yeah. So, um, but yeah, seven so, days. yeah, dude, my seven days have been god crazy. Let's see. Uh, I competed last weekend. Um, I wasn't very happy with my look, but that's okay. Cause I have a show again in three weeks that I'll keep coming for because that wasn't my target show. Uh, I did win my class, which isn't hard when you're the only one in your class. Uh, that's some hardware I, though. Yeah. Uh, I did lose the overall, which decidedly. So the guy who won looked great. Um, but you know, I got to spend some time out of town with my, my, my sister, my wife, my son, we went to the Omaha zoo the next day. Max didn't want to walk all day. So we walked like 14,000 steps and I hauled his ass in a wagon all day. I was wrecked. Uh, I drove home. I woke up Monday morning, hacking shit out of my chest. And I just got right back to training, doing cardio, eating. Um, yeah, it's been a, it's been a very tiring week and my body is sucking down out of nowhere. Cause I've already dropped about seven pounds from where i woke up at on show day so it's like Ooh, that's wild dude yeah i i dropped four pounds just yesterday like i went to bed a pound heavier than what i woke up and i was like good god uh yeah. and i could tell a big difference this morning um other than that man you know i had what i signed signed three new clients this week um i'm waiting to hear back from one more i had a consult with today i have another consult tomorrow um as of right now it should be my you know a new PR, I guess you could say, and uh, coaching sales this month. So I guess I, uh, yeah, I don't have too much to complain about. I'm, I'm happy that I'm in the mental spot I am with prep where I'm like really dragging, but I'm still able to 
produce and have these consultations and I'm yeah. still providing a service to my clients versus other preps, I might have let that slip by the wayside just because I was tired. So I'm really doing, trying to go above and beyond and stay on top of things this year. That's good. That's, that's awesome. You're able to find that balance right now. Especially, yeah. especially, especially the first week after your show. I mean, that's, that's so mentally taxing anyway, especially when it doesn't go exactly the way we want it to. So being able to lock right back in on Monday, I mean, it's, it's huge, it's key, but it's, it's hard to do. Yeah. I mean, cause we had, and we had our manager meeting this week. So it's like, we had a, we have a new shift lead. So he was in our meeting. Um, cause you know, we had to go over like, we're sponsoring this show in four weeks. I have a show I'm actually doing the show, what we're going to do for the show. Um, you know, we have Christmas party plans coming up for the gym that we've already texted out, like mm-hmm. payroll issues, you know what I mean? With the new system. So we, it was like just diving right back in. It's a so, lot, it's a lot yeah. of things all at once. Yeah. Yeah. So we're getting it done though. We're getting it done. I was going to say you're through it. We're almost to Saturday right now. Yeah. Yeah. I'm ready, baby. There we go. There we so, go. So yeah, let's get into uh, our topic. You know, we can kind of start with like, what's the difference between the two? Um, and I'll, I'll kind of let you like take it from here. Yeah. So, uh, you know, I've, I've always utilized both methods with my clients and with myself as well. Again, there's a time and a place we'll kind of come back to it. So, you know, following something strict would be, you know, I sign up with you, you give me a diet plan and I nail it. I execute every little thing that's on that diet plan. Um, you know, sometimes the timing is going to be on there of when you eat X, Y, and Z. Um, sometimes the order matters. Sometimes it's just a matter of, Hey, here's your food, eat this in whatever order, combine them however you need to, but execute exactly what's on this plan and stick to that. Um, you know, I, the, 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 one of the biggest benefits to this is that it obviously allows you, um, to see the difference in your physique, in your, in your body, how you're digesting foods when you're consistently eating very, very similar foods. Yeah. Um, you know, this, this approach is more bland because you don't have a lot of variety with it. You're following what's on the plan. Hopefully what's on that plan is somewhat, you know, varied and you have a good amount of, you know, micronutrients and stuff like that, that you're getting in. But aside from that, it's strict and you're just following that to a T. Well, you know, and hopefully your coach is smart enough to give you some variety in that. And they're not just giving you chicken, rice, and broccoli for six meals a day. Yeah. A hundred percent. Um, and that that's obviously very, very key. Whereas on the flip side of that, you know, flexible dieting, um, I'll just use my clients as an example. I give them a diet plan. You know, I go over, okay, this is what you should, what you, you know, this is what your meals should kind of consist of, but then we can be flexible from that. And so that would entail tracking your macros, you know, trying to find different foods you can sub in and out. Um, I try to get my clients to the point where they can kind of create their own diet plan to an extent on any given week, you know, on Sundays, what are you, what, what are you wanting? What types of food are you wanting? Mm-hmm. And then go, go in, you know, grocery stop for that, you know, have other snacks and stuff like that on hand that you can substitute in. And, and just as long as you hit your, your macros, your proteins, your fats and carbs for the day, then you're totally fine. Yeah. So, you know, some people could do this in a very, very trash way. It's not what I would recommend doing, but you could essentially get all your carbs from candy, from sour pop tarts. Yeah. yeah. I, oh, I hate it so much. And, and what's <laughs> nice with flexible dieting is that on a Saturday I could have pancakes as one of my carb sources versus having rice. And I can get the same amount of carbs from both of them. I'm not going to do that every single day, but it gives me the flexibility to do that. Um, you know, I think the hardest part of it is learning how to track your macros. If you're yeah, 100%. flexibly, because, um, you know, depending on what app it is that you're using, a lot of them are like Wikipedia. Anybody can enter anything in there and it's tough to find the right, uh, logging with it. Um, but it, 
ultimately when it comes down to it, it's a budgeting system, um, you know, similar to Weight Watchers in a way, but this is, I love the flexible dieting approach because it teaches you the value of the food that you're eating. So there, there's, there's lots of pros and cons to both of them. Yeah. I, I, I mean, I think you put that really well. Um, you know, I'm a big fan of, I, I guess I, I prefer strict dieting over macros, mm-hmm. you know, I, but I will blend the two. So like for myself, I don't want to say I use a macro based approach. I am a strict guy. Mm-hmm. Um, but during my off season, I will get a little macro in a way versus like with my last meal. Uh, it may say, uh, I, I give you an exact example, seven ounces of grass fed beef. Um, it was like 200 grams of rice, which is like 50 grams of carbs. That was it. So, I mean, some days during the off season, I just, honestly, I was riced out. So I had our, we do whole wheat bread doesn't have any fat in it. So I would just sub my bread for my rice and I would just make the macros match. Um, there are ways to get around that. You know, I want potatoes over rice. Okay. Make the switch. Um, so I, I don't mind doing that a lot of times with my clients. If they want to switch something, um, I don't mind doing that. But typically, if they're tired of a meal, I'll just switch it out altogether for something else. I was going to ask, um, you know, for, for you and your clients, do you uh, do they just say, hey, I'm getting tired of this. Can yes. you give me a substitution? Can you take it out? Or do you give them kind of the free reign? Hey, go change this on your own, essentially. No, I will completely change it. So, I mean, for instance, like my off season this year, my, dude, my first meal was like, at its highest, I want to say it was like eight whites, three whole eggs, an orange, and like, oh my God, it was like a hundred grams of cream of rice dry. Like yeah. it was a monster meal where it just sat in my gut. Yeah. Uh, and then I switched it out for a shake. You know what I mean? That was scoop, two scoops of protein and then 150 grams of berries, 50 grams of oats. And then I would still have the orange if I wanted to. And then I would have like some spinach in it. Um, and I went to a more liquid meal for meal one. So like typically if someone is struggling with a meal, I prefer to just switch it out altogether, um, to give them a a full break from it. Yeah, of course that, that makes sense. And then, like you said, you know, sometimes it's nice to, especially depending on your schedule or, you know, Monday might look different than Tuesday. You might not have as much time to sit down, cook a meal, eat the whole meal and not be in a super big rush with that. Cause obviously we want to try to avoid rushing right out the door and slamming down a meal really, really fast but switching it out for a protein shake um it allows you to get the same nutrients in yeah. it but now you're you know it's just a little it's, different avenue exactly um, it's a little more efficient i think i think it's great that you take the time to kind of teach your clients about macros um i i myself i give them a like a approved foods list mm-hmm. um but usually when i give macros i won't just let you have macros and go now you i will because I know you understand how to structure a diet. Yeah. But for the vast majority of people that come to you, they don't understand how to structure a diet. Yeah. So I will give them macros based on meals. Like meal one, I want you to hit like 40 protein, 30 carb, 15 fat. That makes sense. But I find that when I give someone just a bulk of macros, I call it macro hoarding. Mm-hmm. And every day they will like barely eat all day. Mm-hmm. So they could just binge out at night, which yeah. is like, honestly kind of a form of an eating disorder it is yeah two it's going to destroy your digestion and three it's just nowhere near optimal well no and then you know especially if things are are extremely extremely varied even if your macros are spot on which they're probably not going to be if you're completely varying every single day especially if you don't have a lot of experience doing it but then again as as a coach 
it doesn't give you a whole lot to go off of because I don't know yeah. exactly what all your meals look like all week long. And you might, you might've nailed those macros, but maybe you're eating foods that are super high inflammatory foods. Yeah. Maybe you loaded up on pizza all throughout the week. And yeah, you might've fit that into your macros. Fantastic. But digestion was, was way, way off. And no wonder why you're up three pounds, even yeah. though you executed your macros, like all, all, all calories are not created equal in terms of how the body process no, no, in, no. in your body response. That's, that's, that's one of the evolutions that I've kind of gone through as a coach. Cause when I first started this as a, um, I think I was like 20. I'm like, well, calories a calorie. Well, exactly. And at 20 years old with, with no hormonal dysfunction or anything else, of course, a calorie is a calorie. I can have whatever I really want to, as long as it fits. But as we get older with that, and that's really not the vast majority of people at all. Um, yeah. And so you've got to learn kind of there's value to the, fat, the calories that you're eating. There are. And, and you know, a perfect example of, like you said, when you're getting into deeper cases, you know what I mean? Let's say someone uh, there have gut issues or something like that. You know, I have a client who we just got our gut fixed and then we're pushing towards getting ready for a show prep. So she tells me two weeks ago, hey, I'm having like some acid reflux. Okay, when? Uh, it's just kind of sporadic here and there. Okay, I want you to pinpoint, tell me, like, write it down. I'm having acid reflux right now after meal one. I'm having acid reflux right now after meal five. Mm-hmm. We'll come to find out when I looked at her meal plan with compared to when she was having acid reflux, it was after two, both egg meals. So clearly the eggs weren't sitting well with her. So we switched it out and went away. You know, if someone is doing a macro-based approach and their foods are changing every day, we don't know what's going to happen. And, and, you know, that happened with Jordan last year or two years ago when I tried to prep him and it's his peak week. And I'm like, we did a mock peak and I'm like, send me the foods you ate. And it was like a protein bar. He, I mean, the man would eat like five protein bars a day. And I'm like, I can't stand this. And then like, I had one digestion would be destroyed. I had one client that, uh, he was saying he was hit, hitting his macros. You know, he had a diet plan to follow and whatnot, but he said he was hitting his macros and come to find out he was having like six protein shakes a day. I'm like, dude, that's, you know, if, 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 if that's the only way you get that protein in maybe one day, fantastic. That should not, you're not getting in quality nutrition. You're not getting a lot of variety in it. If you're just solely relying on that. Yeah. yeah. Now I think a lot of it depends on the job. Like when I ran bars and restaurants, three of my meals a day were shake oats and olive oil because yeah. I just didn't have time to eat. Like I barely had the 30 seconds to smash that. Was it optimal? No, but it got the job done. I was so going to say it. I have to weigh the pros and cons there. In, in times of need, you got to be, sometimes you got to be flexible and you got to make the, the, the choice that it might be 70% of what's optimal, but that's a whole lot better than just not eating at all or just yeah. eating trash in place of it. So, you know, in that situation, uh, egg whites, oatmeal, and olive oil together in a little shake and, and knocking it down sounds awful. But again, it's for the purpose of what it was giving you. You wouldn't put that on somebody's diet plan. Though, oh, not at all. Though, but yeah. but you but you as as, as an individual is like, okay, I know that this is getting my carbs, my fat, my my proteins, my fats, and it allows me to hit what I need to hit within this meal. Yeah, and that was when I was younger. If I tried to do that now, I would probably shit my pants. Yeah, probably. I would. I would die if I drank egg whites now. Yes, it probably would not go too well. But still, <laughs> you know, coming back to kind of the 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 benefits of both, though, is is kind of what you just said. You know, when you're eating uh, a strict meal plan like that, and your foods are really really consistent from day to day, then we can pinpoint how are you responding after this meal. Um, you know, how is your body responding over the, over the course of the week? You know, maybe we swap out and I say, Hey, you go, go eat some sweet potatoes this week in place of rice. And then all of a sudden you come back bloated or you come back and yep. you, you, you executed everything we, we changed, but now you're up two pounds and nothing else changed other than that. And maybe it's an inflammatory food for you. Maybe it's just not sitting well with your digestive system or whatever the case is. 
But again, like the, the biggest problem with changing your foods daily, especially if it's every meal that's completely different, is one, that's hard to do. You got to have a bunch of different foods on hand. You're kind of living in survival mode. Yes, it's, it's yeah. cool that you can execute those macros every day, but it just makes things a lot harder. You can't really prep for the whole week. And yep. most people's schedules don't allow to completely vary it every single day. It mm -hmm. creates a more stressful environment for your food versus kind of knowing already what your schedule is going to be with it. But again, um, you know, I had one client who said, uh, he's, he's been great. He's been with me for three weeks. The first two weeks he was, he was traveling on the road, but he took a lot of his meals with them, which I was really, really proud of. That's usually not somebody's first choice when they very first start a program, but he wanted to do what he could do, which was awesome. And now, great, he, yeah. and he was at, he was back this week though. Um, and he did have, uh, he said, you know, since he's been following the food, cause he came to me with just terrible digestive, digestive problems. Honestly, he's been going to doctors for years and years, oh, wow. probably about 10 years or so. And come to find out, I, I think a lot of it is more so just about the quality of food because he's also a very picky eater. And so there's, you know, healthier food that he just probably won't eat. And so we're trying to, you know, get that into it. But he said, you know, his digestion has been massively improved over the past three weeks, just changing up some of this food. But he had um, a little bit of alcohol on Saturday night. He had um, like a Panera cheesy thing or something like that. Was not feeling good, I bet. Well, and, and, and the, the weird thing was, is that it wasn't even Sunday that he, he felt the difference. But then I think it was Monday or Tuesday yeah. that he had some digestive issues that he hadn't been having. And yeah. that's the other thing with it as well, is that you're not always going to have those digestive issues immediately following that meal. Mm -hmm. Sometimes it doesn't show up for a day or two. And then yeah, it can bog you down. Yeah. And, and then, and then if we're having different meals every day, we have zero idea where it's coming from that, that discomfort. Well, and this is my big thing is when I talk to people about, uh, with fitness and alcohol consumption is that, yeah, you drink tonight and you're going to be back on it tomorrow, but like alcohol is on now. I don't get me wrong. I love to have a good beer. I love to relax, but alcohol is literally a poison and it affects your body for multiple days. And like, if you go out and you get drunk, wake up and check your glucose the next three days, it will be high every day. Yeah. And that will alter your digestive system. Um, now, another reason that I'm not a big macro fan is because, and I hate to sound like a macro basher here, but I, I personally, I'm not going to take the time to sit down and plan out all my meals. Yeah. I like having the ability to wake up late if I'm running late and I know exactly what I need. I'm not like, oh shit, what, what do I need for this? Or, oh man, I need 20 more grams of carbs and it's 9.30 at night, what am I going to do? But I'm out of proteins and I'm out of fats. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to eat a plain slice of bread. You know what I mean? It's just like, I don't like that. And then my, I think my other issue is, is that um, people are always looking for recipes and they'll find them on TikTok and they find them on Instagram and I'll, I'll watch these videos and one that really clicks in my mind was nachos. And it was like two bags of Quest chips, a pound of ground beef, uh, some guac, you know, a Greek yogurt for sour cream, uh, some salsa. And I was like, okay, it's all like clean ish foods. Dude, this mofo came back and he had said the macro, like the total, I forget, but the total calories were like 800. And I was like, this is not even close. Yeah. So I literally went through and I like, I, I went and searched like what a bag of Quest chips, like the calories or whatever. And then, yeah. and then I went through a pound of ground beef. And then, I mean, you got to think a pound of ground beef, that's like uh, 40 grams of fat if you eat the whole thing, plus 
plus the guacamole, if you have three ounces, let's just say you had only three ounces, that's like another 15 grams of fat. I mean, yeah. that's more than the calories you had listed right there. Yeah, yeah, 100%. You know, but people don't know any better. They, yeah. they think they're fitting it in there and it's not even close. No, yeah. Um, you know, I, um, I do, I, I like teaching the macro approach, but not for the, the, the shitty foods, not for just mm -hmm. the, all the processed stuff that you can fit into your diet. Yeah. Like, no, like that's not what I'm looking for here. Um, you You're know, not a pop tart guy. No, I mean, well, I, I used to eat them more. I probably have had one in probably four or five years. Uh, that's again, it's that, that's not my choice. Like if I'm going to use calories on something, um, that's not going to be my choice. Like yeah. there, there's so many other things like, you know, I love a good chocolate chip cookie. If that's, if I'm wanting to fit in something sweet, I'm going to go for that or fit in some cereal or something like that. So what, what I really love about teaching the macro side of things and kind of going that approach alongside the diet plan, like, like, like I said, I like to use kind of dual purpose, um, start with a diet plan and then we can work on substituting foods in and out. But I want, I want people to learn the value of what they're eating. I want you to understand that you know, this is X amount of carbs or protein or whatever the case is. And then, okay, we're tired of this. Okay. This is X amount of carbs or protein. And, and that way you start understanding like the value of the food that you're actually eating. Mm -hmm. You know, we're always taught, you know, eat your fruits and veggies, things like that, but we're not really taught, you know, what does 50 grams of carbs look like versus hundred grams of carbs? Yeah. You know, um, and for the calories to calorie people, 50 yeah. grams of carbs from rice and 50 grams of carbs from a pop tart. It's a big difference. It is. It, it definitely Can I Bro, one time I was prepping for my very, very, very first show ever in 2012. And I looked awful at this show. I'm talking like I was probably 18 weeks out on stage and I was doing macros and I did not know what I was doing. And yeah. I needed seven grams of carbs to fill it out. And I could not figure out what I was going to do for those seven grams of carbs. And I knew nothing. Cause I was eating like cheese and ranch for my fats. Oh, you know wonderful. what I mean? Like I felt awful, like probably yeah. the worst I've ever felt. Yeah. And I had beer in my fridge and it was a Bud Light and it was seven grams of carbs. <laughs> you, and I didn't, I drank about it. the alcohol. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I didn't it. know. Yeah. No one ever yeah. taught me. I didn't know. All yeah. I know is I have seven grams of carbs. I needed seven grams of carbs. Calories a calorie. Yeah. Fucking nailed it. <laughs> Call my coach at the time, proud that I figured it out. That is hilarious. Yeah. He slapped you. Yeah, no, he really, I mean, he's like, yeah, let's just try not to do that. It wasn't even like, don't do what that. What the fuck are you doing, bro? Yeah. 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 It was, yeah. And that's kind of what I'm getting at. You like, I feel like you have to be taught. So you, you, you do for sure. And, and there's, like I said, there's a lot of benefits to doing both. Now, I have a lot of clients, though, as well, that they come to me and they're like, Listen, I'm I'm tired of figuring out what to eat. I'm tired of figuring out what's what's healthy to eat. I'm tired of of always having to figure this stuff out for myself. I just need a plan to follow. And that's really a lot of people. And I think I it, we end up graduating them to learning how to to be you know flexible on their own and still staying within what their body needs essentially. But they just need a plan to follow. And so like my biggest thing with that is because because again I'm not training competitors myself. I know you know you train about half your clients are competitors, half mm -hmm. of them are lifestyle clients all of mine are lifestyle clients. So I like to try to merge their wants with their needs. So when they complete the questionnaire, you know, I'm asking their food preferences so I can make sure that they have, you know, foods on there that they're going to enjoy eating, that foods yep. they're, they're going to look forward to eating. But I balance that out with, okay, these are also the foods you need to be eating. And, you know, here's the reason why we need to get X amount of fiber. In. We want to make sure we're having lots of healthy fats in our diet as well for hormone production and things like that. Um, so I'm trying to make sure that you're getting in all your micronutrients and all just your central nutrients as well. Yep. 
but also giving you some food that you're looking forward to. I mean, I personally, I love going to bed now that I'm out of comp prep. I like having granola at nighttime as my cereal replacement. Instead of been having Lucky mm-hmm. Charms and getting, you know, 30 grams of sugar, I'm going to go with the granola option and get some actual fiber in there, get some protein in there. Um, and then again, I just don't feel as dirty eating that, yeah. but I'm eating the same amount of carbs as if I was doing something a little bit dirtier. But so my point with that is that I have something to look forward to at the end of each day. And I don't feel this rigid, rigid diet mindset, which some people can do but you can only do that for so long unless you are a competitor i feel like yeah uh, i think so man and, and, and you know that's when we kind of enter the the strict or verbatim diet i guess you could call it yeah um and you know i think a lot of that has to do with on my intake forums i ask you what are your favorite foods what are your like your favorite diet foods yep. what are your least favorite diet foods what are some of your favorite restaurants that way i can kind of look and see what you like and I'm going to try to give you food that you like, that you enjoy. Yeah. But also with that, I'm going to give you variety. I'm going to try to give you fruit two to three times a day, mm-hmm. uh, veggies. Um, you know, in the morning, I, I usually, I will typically do like an egg meal because it's just breakfast food. But sometimes I'll try to give people like avocado with toast so they can make like guacamole toast or whatever you want to call yeah. it nowadays. Yeah. Um, you know, like you're a huge fan of Chipotle. So I gave you basically chipotle bowl you got rice chicken black beans some pico yep you know what i mean i i try to fit these foods into people's meals mm-hmm. so they can enjoy it yep. um I'll, I'll typically you know you'll get to anywhere from two to four different protein sources a day whether it be a shake chicken ground uh lean beef uh or some type of steak um and then we go from there and then you know post-workout i try to give you guys a treat like i'll probably give you a shake and some cereal maybe some rice crispy treats. You know what I mean? I try to provide things that are enjoyable. It doesn't make it feel like you're on a diet. It doesn't make you feel like you're on a diet because I think we've all done that diet where like you said, it's chicken and rice six times a day. Mm-hmm. And man, it's just boring quick. And yeah. you know, like in my off season, at one point when I was doing an orange whole eggs and an English muffin, oh man, dude, I loved it. When it got taken away, when I started prep, I was like devastated. Yeah. Like, it was like my favorite thing. You know what I yeah. mean? Yeah. And my pineapple. Sucks, yeah. Oh, so don't take my pineapple away, bro. I agree with that as well. I do love some pineapple. I hate cutting it though. It's my biggest yeah. issue with pineapple. That's why I don't eat a whole lot. I hate I hate having to cut it all up. But uh if you go to Sam's Club now, they sell it sliced. Oh like yeah. Fresh, I, freshly I sliced. Yeah. We've been that. crushing that. Yeah. It's always hard for me to make that choice too, because I'm like, well, an actual pineapple is like 250. And then I go look at that and it's like eight dollars or whatever the hell it is. But you're not gonna cut it. Exactly. I'm not going to cut it. So then it's like, how am I going to get do this? It. You're paying for convenience. Yeah. 100%. Stop being stupid, Marcus. Just do it. Um, you know, but back to, you know, obviously I think we, we both have a, you know, we, we've kind of covered what we prefer as coaches. I do think, uh, you know, it's important that I also kind of added the, add this on as well. If somebody comes to me and they know how to track the macros and they're coming to me kind of wanting that macro more approach. I like to say, okay, I'm still going to build you out a plan based off your food preferences. And this is something that I want you to kind of, use as a guide to kind of build Mm -hmm. out your meals with it but also i'm okay with you being flexible we're going to see how your digestion is we're going to see how you know you're sleeping at night we're going to see how your workouts are going we're going to see how your body changes with the macros that i have recommendation you know recommended for you and the foods that you're eating and everything Mm -hmm. is moving smoothly i won't change anything but once things get start getting you know, plateauing, or we're seeing, uh, you know, big weight spikes, even if you're nailing your macros, as you're saying, 
then once we get to that point and we're kind of seeing that things aren't moving the way we need it to, I need you to kind of come back to that diet plan so that we can see consistency here. Because I got to know, you know, if you're tracking your macros, it might be doing it incorrectly. And we'll kind of get to that here in a minute when we talk about the apps. Um, or again, you're, you're eating foods that just aren't working for you. But I need to see that, that consistency with that because ultimately I also need to know that you're eating exactly 130 grams of protein or whatever the, 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 the number is that I'm shooting for. Um, and if you're following my diet plan, you are going to crush those mm -hmm. macros. And then we can see how your body's truly responding to 1500 calories or 2,500 yeah. calories, whatever the case is. And then again, then we can kind of toggle back and forth between a little bit of your flexibility versus following the plan. Um, I think that's a good idea. Yeah. No, I, I think it's great. You know, one thing I've, I started doing a little more recently with my gym pop clients because they want to be serious, but then sometimes they feel like they don't have a life yeah. is that I will give, they will stay strict Monday through Friday mm -hmm. and then they'll have macros on the weekends. Yeah. And that that's kind nice. of lets them live a little bit normal of a life. They can go out to eat, you know, especially if you're like 25, mm -hmm. maybe you're single, maybe you're not like, you want to be able to go out and not feel restricted. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like you want to be able to go on yeah. a date and not feel like, you have to have a steak and plain potato because I'm going to get mad at you. That's not the case. Um, so if that is the case, you know, talk to your coach and yeah. they can't make adjustments for that. Then maybe they're not the right coach for you. Yeah. You know what I mean? Maybe they're holding you to the strict thing all the time. Maybe they're not letting you have a cheat meal. Um, you know, I, I prescribe cheat meals at least once a week. I think they're great. Um, I look forward to my cheat meal every week. It's time to eat dinner with my family. You know what yeah. I mean? I, I think that's the thing I enjoy the most. That's, times that we can get back so it's talk yeah. to talk to your coach 100 i mean i mean i start every communicate or every conversation with my clients or when i'm onboarding a client just that you just got to communicate with me you know i'm, I'm yeah. going to work with you on everything i'm going to try to make it you know find a solution with you um and make make everything work for you however the best i can but i i don't know what i don't know so if you're not communicating yeah. your struggles then i i can't do my job to the best of my ability if you're not doing your job and just communicating with yeah. me yeah, I'll do the same thing. I just tell people, you know, we're practically dating now. Yes. And the best relationships are the most open talking relationships, open yep. communications. So like when you be able to talk to each other, you know, if you can't get your payment done for the next week, okay, just talk to me. It's not a big deal. Don't just miss a check-in. Oh, you had three yeah, cheat meals instead of one. Don't just ghost me because yeah, things aren't going us. well. Yeah. Just talk to us. It's, yeah. it's not a big deal. You know, I had one client, he didn't lose weight for two weeks on his diet, so he didn't check in. Why? Well, how? I, I, the I most important time to check. Do I even make adjust? Well, nothing happened. Okay, but I could make adjustments to make yeah. something happen. Like, yeah. let's see. You know what I mean? So, of course. Anyways, well, well, off the tangent. Yes, yes, off the tangent. So, um, next time we want to talk about here are, are apps. There are plenty of different apps out there. Um, you know, I've always used my Fitness Pal. They've recently made some changes that have kind of frustrated me. There's random ads now every now and then when you go and log on and track your macros is like a 10 second ad you got to watch irritating not a huge deal but Ugh. irritating um they also just removed their they didn't remove these functions they are trying to push people to do the paid app versus getting the free of it i just, I just had someone text me about it today yeah and so, so they used to have a barcode scanner on it now they've taken that away so like you know if you had bread or you had cereal you could just log that instead of going and searching for it uh, but that's always what i've used um, I know there's a bunch of other ones. I've looked in some other ones about potentially switching my clients over to it. Uh, once I have more time, I'll try to, you know, figure that out as well. Um, the biggest issue with my fitness power, really any of these tracking apps, at least the ones that I'm familiar with, is they're like Wikipedia. You know, you go type mm -hmm. in chicken and you're going to get a million different, Dude, million different options. It's so confusing. Not, not to mention you go type just chicken. Some of these entries are going to be cooked. 
some of these entries are going to be raw. Some of these entries are going to be including, you know, skin on them or not skin on them. So you thigh, breast. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, it's just like, options. it's just like, if you're going to go to Google, you want to make sure you're typing in specifically exactly what it is that you're looking for. So if I'm going on, on my fitness pal, I want to type in cooked chicken breast. And then the next thing you got to do, and this is part of that work, you know, what I recommend to my clients do is, okay, I have your macros written on there for whatever six ounces of chicken breast is, which is going to be roughly, you know, give or take 50 grams of protein, 48, whatever the case is. So go look for those same numbers on the entries that you're trying to find. Um, and again, if you're, even if those, those numbers are a little bit off, if you're just being consistent with it, then we know how to change things. I know if yeah. I need to add an ounce or take away an ounce, whatever the case is. So uh, trying to find the right entries it sucks. It's, it's, it's frustrating to do, especially if you're not used to doing this, but I always say, you know, it's just like anything, the more work you put into it up front, the easier it becomes. I remember the very first few weeks that I started doing this, my buddy, John was telling me about, Hey, track your macros, track your macros. You can be more flexible. You don't have to just eat the traditional bodybuilding style diet. Always, you know, you can be more flexible with it. So it took me a few weeks to get the hang of it. But once I did, um, it made it very, very easy to, to diet and give myself some freedoms here or there. But again, uh, my fitness pal is the one that I've personally used. Have you tracked your macros before a whole lot? Uh, not really. I, I honestly hated my fitness pal because it was so confusing to me. It is. And I hated that I, and it might've changed, but when I used it, you weren't able to save anything. You had to oh, research weird. every time. That's um, So I found that I liked the app called Carb, Carb Manager. Uh, and you're able to like say recipes and stuff like that. So it's like your most used food. So things that you use all the time are kind of just already there. Yeah. Um, so that's typically been my, my fitness pal experience. has that now. So Does like if, okay. I, if, if I type in, you know, cook chicken breast and I, I, I saved, I, I don't save it, but I use that entry, whatever that is, it's okay. in there the next time. Uh, they also have other functions on there, which again, I try to teach my clients this because once you're learning this side of things and it gives you that flexibility, you know, then it comes down to, okay, this is the, the macros that he wants me to kind of hit. That's what's on his diet plan. Yeah. I can go sub it in and out, but um, it allows you to save meals. You, it allows you to create whole recipes. Um, it also allows you, there's a, a swipe mode so you can turn on smart copy. And then, so let's say today I go enter my food and I am going to have the same exact meal for meal one and two and three. I can, if my smart modes turned on, I can just swipe right and it drags it from yesterday's meal one. I can also click the little three dots and say, okay, I want to have meal one from a week ago. And it goes back and pulls that to this meal. So there are good functions with it. Again, it just, it just takes some, um, some playing around with it, trial and error, a lot of it. And ultimately that's a lot of people don't want to do that. So that's why they end up just sticking to the diet plan. Yeah, man. It just like, to me, that's just so stressful. I get it. But like yeah. I, I'm the person. And I think, I think I've read up on, it's called like high functioning anxiety. Like I'm the person that every time I go to a restaurant, I get the same meal every time I go. I don't try anything new. So like when I go to First Watch, I have the same order. Same when thing. I go to Applebee's, I have the same order. Yeah. When I go to Five Guys, same order. I watch the same like four shows because I don't really have a lot of time to get into a new show because I'm not going to get to watch it. So it's like I do the same. I'm rewatching re like Friends, Big Bang Theory, American Dad, Futurama. You know yeah. what I mean? So I like having the same thing every day. It calms me yeah. down. So the now there are some days where I'm like, you know, after prep where you're like really craving stuff. Like right now I'm like, oh man, some avocado toast sounds good with this and that. But like, that's going to be like a week. And then I'm just going to want the same shit I've been My normal doing. stuff, yes. Because it's calming to me. Yeah, I get that. Well, 
yeah, it, it's, it's simple. It's calming. I'm the same with TV shows and like my bedtime routine. Like I want it to be fairly consistent. We've got like four or five shows that we'll toggle back and forth between yeah. usually some comedians and stuff like that. Now that we need to start talking about that stuff, but I'm, I'm kind of the same way now with food. It kind of varies for me as well. I do like to kind of mix things up, um, you know, kind of bring in the food side of things back into tracking your macros. One of the upsides to it as well as those that if you do, let's say you go to Applebee's, um, you can plan that ahead. So if I know that I'm going to go out to dinner tonight and not that I'm ever going to go to Applebee's, I hate Applebee's. It's like the McDonald's of, of restaurants uh, to me. Shut your mouth. I'm happy you like, I'm happy somebody's uh, going to keep in them. Dude, business, dude, but it's not ta- me. Tatiana and I, we, if we can get away from max and go do half price apps and sit and we're like, eight okay, there's, there, there's that benefit to it. I do oh, dude, it's so good. But so like, you know, tracking your macros ahead of time, uh, planning Christmas out Christmas parties, Christmas parties at Applebee's now. Perfect. Yeah. Perfect. <laughs> I'll, I'll be bringing chicken and rice and yeah. microwave. No, um, uh, but you, you can, you can log that ahead. So if you're going to go to Applebee's, uh, what I recommend my clients do, Hey, if you know, you're going out to Applebee's tonight, then go ahead and look at the menu, figure out what you want to eat. Um, and track that any of those chain restaurants are going to have their macros in it. Now, I always say, even if you like nailed your macros, the chefs aren't back there worried about what your macros are. Yeah. They might do a little bit more fat. They might do a little bit less. They might do more carbs, might do a little bit less. Now, is it better than, than just going in there blind and having no idea? It is still better than that. And it still gives you an idea. Um, but so you can track that and then you can kind of work backwards and figure out the rest of your meals. Yeah. So then you can say, okay, I'm, I'm going to have double my my normal amount for of carbs for dinner so then i can just reduce my carbs later on or you know earlier on that day um same thing with fats and stuff like that but so again kind of coming back to it i do like it um you know because it teaches you the value of food teaches you what's in food teaches you how much sugar versus fiber how much you know saturated or unsaturated fat is Mm -hmm. in it not that i go that deep into it usually but still so really you know kind of our next point of interest is this is to when you know when to use both so yeah. you want me to go or you, you want to rock that one first? Uh, I can start with it. And I just want to say that I don't eat out very much. So when I eat out, I don't want to track what I'm eating because yes, I, don't, I don't want to feel like a fat piece of crap. Because one time I had a cheat meal at Shake Shack and I had two sandwiches and two fries and I looked up the cows and it was like 3,000. It's sad. I like, Dude, I was, sad. you want to feel fat? Like yeah. look that up, you know what I'm saying? So, but on the flip side of that, that's you and the average person, that might be their normal meal. And they might yeah. not have any idea. They might think, oh, yeah. I'm eating eight, 800 calories. No, dude, you're eating 2,000 calories in that one sitting. And you have no idea why those scales going up. You're constantly eating out. And you have no idea mm-hmm. what's in the food that you're eating. So it, you know, ignorance is bliss. Like in our situation, when we're, we're constantly on it, there's sometimes where, like, as soon as I look at something, it's sad that I don't have that, that same mindset that I did when I was like 16. It's like, I yeah. look at this. And even though I want to go take the bite, you're judging I, it. I know without yeah. even looking at the numbers, essentially what the numbers are going to be in that. I'm like, that's not worth it. There's so many other yeah. things I'd rather have to, to replace my calories with. Sorry to kind of take yeah. that. I mean, for you crumble cookie fans, yeah, they're 100 calories a serving. A and serving. each cookie is like seven to eight servings. Yes. So for those of you who eat like two to three cookies, Nothing that tastes that good is only a hundred calories. It's not possible. Dude, I knew when I picked it up and my hand was coated in heavy grease and butter that it wasn't a hundred calories. Yeah. Yeah. They're, they're dense. They're heavy. They're delicious. But like, like, yeah, yeah, exactly. At this point, I'd rather have just rice cakes and peanut butter on top of it. And with some salt and cinnamon. Oh, that's perfect. I had that last night. That's good shit. Yeah. Anyway, when do you use it? So when to implement both? If you come to me and you're a competitor, 
99.9% of the time, you're going on a strict plan. If you come to me and you have digestive issues, 99, no, 100% of the time, you're going on a strict diet because I have to be able to adjust everything and keep track of what you're doing, especially if, if there's a functional issue because you may not think about it, but like something like a potato peel can mess with your stomach. Uh, beef is harder to digest, harder to digest than let's say fish. You know what I mean? Even salmon is harder than white fish. So we, we have to be careful for that. Um, so in those cases, you are going to get a strict diet. Now, if you're just looking to lose some weight, get in better shape, um, and you want to live, let's say more of a carefree life, uh, that's when I would implement macros. If you don't want to feel tied down to something, tied down to a meal plan and because some people can really affect mentally. So before I start working together and I have some questions on my intake forms as well, I want to know what's your relationship like with food? You know, like the girl I had today in a consultation, she would be perfect for like five days and then just go off the hinges and then perfect for five days and then go off the hinges. So are you someone that like, you can't be too restricted because you go crazy or are you someone who can eat within moderation? Like, let's say like Marcus and I have that meal and then reel it back in. Um, so I think a lot of that also has to do with the mentality of the person coming in. You know what I mean? Can they, can they handle macros? Because if you let them have that one greasy thing that fits in their macros or that one piece of chocolate, you know what I mean? And some people, I don't mind giving like dark chocolate too, because it's actually very health beneficial, but like can they handle the taste without going crazy? It's kind of like, yeah. oh, one fry won't hurt. Well, yeah, one fry, but majority of you guys can't stop at a fry. It turns into yeah. a large fry. Yeah. You know what I mean? So it's like, where are they at mentally? And that's kind of where I'll go. That's perfect. I've got, I've got one guy. It's funny that you, you say that exact thing. Cause I have one guy, he just said that dude, uh, he's been cutting. I, I just made a post about him today. Actually. Uh, he's been, he's been cutting, doing an amazing job so far. He's like, now we got uh, yeah, he great. Yeah. They, yeah. He, he's crushed it. I'm amazed to see his body transform. Like it has, um, he looks like he's put on 10 pounds of muscle in in the past couple of months and he's just down 10, 10 pounds of fat. But he, uh, he said, now we got Halloween candy in the house already. And I was like, all right, well, so here's the deal with this. Number one, you shouldn't have that just sitting out because yeah. you're going to walk by and grab it. The whole family's going to walk. He's got a bunch of kids. They're, you're all going to just snack on it constantly. And there's no reason to have it out like that. If you're going to have it, be more intentional about it. You know, yeah. actually have to go find it and grab it. But I was like, here's the deal with that. I love Halloween candy as well. I love a Reese's. I love a Twix or Snickers, whatever the case is, especially little mini fun size ones. If you can control it right now, you're cutting very, very well. You're losing two pounds a week. If you feel like the obligation is there to eat some of that stuff, you can have one piece a day. You know, you don't have to, you don't have to track it. Just, just do it. We'll see how your weight responds in a week. Stick to the diet plan as you've been doing. Toss that in if you want that little sweet treat. And if not, and if you don't feel the need to have it today, then don't have it today. But mm -hmm. toss that in. And then if we need to, we can pull that back out. But so kind of back to, to, to the point of when do we use both? Um, same, kind of the same thing. If I'm deep in a cut, especially as we've had to utilize tools, you've been in this cut for a while and we're getting down to that, that harder, harder body fat to, lo to lose, then we got to be more strict. And I got to kind of see you that you're following this plan versus being more flexible, you know, having more uh, processed foods, you're probably going to hold on to water a little bit more yeah. and, and things like that. So we need to clean things up and be really dialed in the deeper we get into a cut. Um, 
you know, same thing, especially like you said, if we have gut health issues, if we have digestion issues, um, if hormones are out of whack, things like that, if we're really looking at some more complex issues, then I need you to be more strict with things. Uh, yeah. You know, especially if, if guts, you know, if your gut's a big problem or if hormones, a big problem, that's, the, that's a few times I'm going to say no alcohol. Like it's not, it's not worth mm -hmm. it. What's, what's worth it to you feeling great every day um, or having the alcohol and then feeling like shit the rest yeah. of the yeah. You know, so it, some people need to, some people have troubles making that decision. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I, I, I had a uh, one, one client leave me a while back um, because I said, okay, Hey, we need to clean things up a little bit. Like you've been losing weight pretty, pretty well, but you still have some gut health issues. So we need to remove some of these, in, you know, inflammatory foods. Let's pull out the, the alcohol. That wasn't a big deal, but I said, Hey, let's pull out the gluten and the dairy as well. And that was kind of a, a big no, no for her. And that didn't, that didn't go over super, super well. And I'm like, listen, like you've got, got health issues. We need to take care of this. Yeah. And she's going to be in pain until she decides that she can do that. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And it wasn't immensely. And I'm like, Hey, this isn't permanent. I'm not saying you got to, you got to keep this out for the rest of your life or even for the next couple of months. I just need even just a month of it right now would at least show us yeah. if that's kind of what, what is, was, is triggering some of this stuff. And if we can kind of pull that away. Uh, but so again, there, there's, there's time and there's a place for everything. You know, my other clients, I do recommend when it, somebody first starts with me, Hey, stick to the plan. Let's make sure you're doing things correctly. And then we can start getting more flexible, especially mm -hmm. as you learn how to track your macros. Obviously, if you haven't learned how to track your macros, you're not going to do your macros. Yeah. It's not an option because you don't know how yeah. to do this correctly. Um, you know, again, the people that come into me that already kind of know, I'm like, all right, let's start here. And we can pull that away if we have to. Um, but then, you know, for, for me personally, if I'm going to comp prep, if I'm paying a coach to tell me what to eat, I'm going to eat what the coach is telling me to eat. That's the whole reason yeah. why I'm paying you. You know, yeah. I, I want, I want to know this and I want you to know I'm eating exactly what you told me to eat. So, you know, as a coach, exactly what's going on and what needs to be changed. If I'm being flexible with it, I know that makes your job harder and it makes my job harder too, because I don't know what's going on either. Yeah. Well, you know, and you bring up a good point. Like if you are getting ready for a show, you do need to be very strict because Honestly, to me, dieting for a show, like, I don't want to say it's easy, but I, as far as like not eating off plan, uh, there's no option to do that. There's no option. It's very easy for me, but I'm in a position right now where if you diet for multiple shows, it becomes very hard because, yep. you know, you get through the show. I got a free meal that night. I had, you know, some pizza, some Buffalo chicken, uh, crab rag buffalo chicken rangoons you know the next morning i had uh, an egg white turkey omelet but i had some chocolate chip pancakes and then i was right back on my plan but like i'm at a point now where i'm like staring at the tv and i'm like oh man that looks so good <laughs> or hard. i just find myself craving things now because I, I just had it so it's like yeah. if yeah. we were to diet for multiple shows and you were doing macros and you were fitting those small things in like I don't know. I've seen it like an M&M or this or that, or, you know, it's kind of like a gateway food. And before you know it, like just kind of go off the hinges and go crazy. Yeah. You know, even when I get closer to the show, like I'll even cut out, if I'm getting carbs post workout, I'll cut the cereal out for something different. Like, like I switched it out for like a nature Valley bar that was like oats. So it was a little more satiating than the cereal. Mm -hmm. um, but stuff like that can make a big difference, but you, you have to be, aware of these situations because you can get on a roll and before you know it like you did a week of work in one night oh 100 yeah. percent um and you know if if you are supposed to be strictly following plan and you let's say you run out of something you need to sub it out with something else again that comes back to the communi communication side of things hey i ran out of this i replaced it with this 
this is the results because of it, good or bad, whatever the case is, you know, you got to be transparent with it. But then, you know, now from, for myself, you know, I'm still on a plan with you, obviously reverse dieting. I'm sticking with a lot of the same foods that, that I've always ate the past decade. A lot of that same stuff is on my diet plan anyway. So I, I start with that. And then I allow myself that wiggle room of 10% of my calories can come from other things that I enjoy eating. But I know at this point, I'm very, very in tune with how my body's feeling from these foods. I check my weight daily and it's not this, you know, Nicole used to think that I had this, like this, this disorder that I'm always so worried about my weight. I'm not worried about my weight. I'm curious. Like I'm generally curious. I had this food last night. I'm just curious. Am I up two pounds? Am I yeah. down two pounds? You know, I, I just want to learn how my body responds to different things. So checking the scale every day doesn't have to be this super, super negative thing. I'm doing it as a, as a coach. I'm doing this as, as somebody who just cares about my, my body, my physique, my mm -hmm. health. And I want to know how my body is responding to different things. And if my For macros sure. were on point, but the scale is up two pounds. Okay. What's going on? Yeah. You know? Yeah. And, and for me, the scale is like, I have it now. Like I wake up, I yeah. check my weight. I go to the bed, I check my weight. Yeah. Um, you know, that's how I found out that I, I was it. like a pound heavier than what I woke up yeah. at, but I could feel my body pulling, but you know, some coaches will do that and it creates a un unhealthy uh, yeah. obsession. Uh, I have a client that just signed up a couple weeks ago. He he's a big guy and his coach had him checking his weight three times a day. First of all, that is like asinine to check your weight three times a day, unless you are like, it, unless you're basically a week out and you're close to making weight and I need to know how your body is fluctuating, I'm never going to ask you to check your weight three times a day. Cause no. good God, that would drive me crazy. I'm honestly, but, not, I, mean, I, I would only ask somebody that's, you know, in a comp prep yeah. to check it daily. No, this uh, is a normal guy. Yeah. And, yeah. Know, I was he, already, he already is unhappy with his weight. You're going to stare at it three times a day. Like, yeah. And you know, you, you fluctuate. So you go out and you have, something a cheat meal for lunch you gain five pounds and you're like yeah. oh what the what the f man yeah. it just it's yeah. a negative cycle yeah well and, and there's so many different variances you know i i used to check it more uh, when it was more conveniently located in our bathroom in our apartment i would check at nighttime as well because it was more convenient there now it's just a morning time routine for myself as well again i'm not i'm never going to recommend majority of my clients my general population clients to check daily no. um sometimes i'm I'm like, hey, if you're curious about it, you can check it. Just don't let it become an issue, obviously. Um, and don't let it determine your happiness for the day, of course. Because I have a lot of women, that, especially when they first come to me, they don't even want to buy a scale. Mm -hmm. They don't have a scale or they don't want to look at a scale. And, and their weight is a source of happiness or unhappiness. Now, with those people, it, everything is contextual. Everything is, you know, case by case situation. I might say, hey, don't worry about the scale right now. Just stick to the plan as best we yep. can. Yeah. I, uh, I still like if I can get the weight that way, we know how things respond. I don't even need it every single day. Or I definitely don't need it every single day, but I might not have you do it every single week, but I also got to know where things are. You were mm -hmm. under eating for the past decade. I have you on 1500 calories. How is your body responding? Is that yeah. weight shooting up? Is that weight coming down? And when it comes down to what gets measured, gets managed. And if we're not, if we're not measuring certain things, we have no idea what's going on. Well, and I have people and they don't want to send me pictures or weight. I'm like, no. there's nothing I can do. Got, I, I got to have, I got to have one. I got to have one or the other. Like gotta have one, preferably both, yeah. but I got to have something. And, you know and, and ultimately for that, for that same client, you know, uh, again, different, different contextual situations might call for different things, but mm -hmm. when you're following a plan, you want to see the results as well. And the people that hate taking pictures, I'm like, I understand you hate it. And those are the situations where I'm like, I do need weight. You don't have to do the pictures. If you really don't want to do the pictures, 
but take them for yourself. Don't send them to yep. me if you don't want to send it to me. If you're embarrassed of it, you don't feel comfortable with it. That's totally fine. I will respect that. I need clear, very, very clear communication though. And I still need to see that weight though, but ultimately take the pictures for yourself because if you're truly committed to this as a long-term journey, you are going to be so thankful you took those starting pictures. I, mm-hmm. I take, I, I took pictures every day for the last like four weeks. And I still feel like I could have taken more because it's awesome to be able to go back and look at the progress that you've made. Yep. And that's, that's in times where you're lacking motivation, which motivation, you know, it wanes, it ebbs and flows. It's awesome to go back and, and, and get, get, see, see that progress, you know, yeah. see your measurements, see, see the, the pictures. I just had one client today. She's had a horrible week. Um, she, you know, took her progress pictures today and, and uploaded them. But then she, uh, she went back and looked at her starting pictures and then sent me a side-by-side and said that I've had a really, really tough week, but seeing this today just completely changed my whole day around and completely changed my mindset for this whole week. And she went and smashed the workout. Whereas otherwise, if she would have just woke up with that same energy and not looked at that side-by-side, she might've had another horrible day today. She might've made poor decisions. Yeah. And that's why pictures are so important because when I get someone who's in their head like that, and they're like, oh, this, that, I've only lost blah, blah, blah. And I'll just compare the pictures. I'm like, but look at this. Yeah. Oh, wow. I didn't even know I've changed like that. Yeah. It's like, this is why these are so important. You Mm -hmm. know what I mean? And for those competitors, you know, I'm guilty of it. Like take the pictures because when you're chunky again, you're like, damn, I look pretty good here. You know, when you lose all that weight and you're a gym pop client, take the pictures because you're going to want to see how far you've come because you don't realize it until it's, I don't want to say it's too late, but until you're too far into it. Yeah. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. Well, I think we, I think we smashed that one. I don't know if there's, there's a whole lot others that to add. Did you have any other top like points of interest? Were we out of topics? I know, I know you wrote them down. Um, Let me check really quick. Yeah. So we talked about difference between the two kind of covered that apps um, that you can use to, to track them. Like I said, we really just talked about my fitness pal. There are some other ones. Um, I forgot. I, I got a couple other ones downloaded on my on my phone. There's actually one um, I listened to a podcast a week or two ago. I forgot what the podcast was. I think it was a chronometer or chronometer, and that also it focuses a lot on your micronutrients. You can also add okay. your, your supplements on there because what and we can do a whole topic on this as well. But over supplementation, like if you're taking a multivitamin and you're taking uh, you know a B12 complex and you take all these other things, you could be overdoing it. So I think that one was kind of cool with that. I haven't delved into it too, too much. Um, but then we also talked about the benefits of both, when to use them, what we prefer as coaches. Um, yeah, that, that was all I had kind of. Written yeah, down. no, I feel like that was a good one. I, I feel like that's really good one for people who are struggling. They don't know where to start. You know yeah. what I mean? A hundred percent. Yeah. So as always, man, uh, you know, appreciate everyone who tuned in. You know, Marcus, where can we find you? Uh, Thriving Lives Fitness on Instagram is where I'm most active. I also, uh, every week I do a Zoom call with my clients and I post it on YouTube. Um, I'm pretty sure it's just Thriving Lives Fitness um, on YouTube as well. And then obviously, you know, you can find all of these podcasts um, that we do on Apple, Spotify, and YouTube as well. We post it on all three spots. Um, and that's about it. You can also find me at Body Shop Training Clients. Yeah, Body Shop. So yeah, you can find me at Blank Slate Fitness underscore 91 on Instagram. That Again, that's where I'm most active as well. Um, I have a link tree in the bio. You can find um, consultation form. You can find everything for the podcast. Um, Marks and I are also going to be doing a group lift on November 6th, the morning. What was it, 9 a.m.? 9 to 11 a.m. at Body Shop. 9 to 11 um, at Body Shop. It's going to be for my clients and Marks' clients. But, you know, if you're someone who you're interested in maybe working with one of us or, 
something like that, reach out to one of us. You know, we can probably get you in there. I, I, we know a couple people. So, <laughs> yeah. But yeah. No doubt. Yeah, let's, I, let's, I'm excited so to bounce around uh, to all my different <laughs> clients, a lot of people that I've probably never even met in person and get to kind of bounce around, help them with their form on different things. Obviously, just, just meet them and connect with them as well in person as opposed to just, you know, over, over. Yeah, 100%. And stuff like that. Cool. Well, you guys all have a good night and we'll talk soon. Marcel, I'll yes, talk to you yes. later, brother. All right, see you, man.